Welcome to Acts of Grace Church. I am Pastor Carrie Wetzel, and the title for today's sermon is Don't Be Shook. This sermon is actually from August 27th, and I thank you for bearing with us as we uh, work to uh, catch up on all of these sermons that were from August and September. Let's open in prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we Thank you, Lord, for your love and guidance and grace. We thank you for sustaining us from day to day. We thank you for your abundant provision. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and hover and lead this service. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for Israel. I pray your blessings over the, the, the country of Israel and her people. I pray that you would put a stop to this war in Israel. And I thank you, Lord God, that you love your children and are protecting them. Lord, let every word from my mouth be ordained by you. And if I should even attempt to speak anything that you do not want me to speak, Lord, I ask that you put a watch over my mouth, lest I sin against you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, this sermon, Don't Be Shook, was from August 27th of this year, 2023. And it might even be a little bit controversial, but I believe that it came straight from the Lord. And I, uh, the day that I delivered it, I was certain that the Lord was in it. In the recent news, you may have heard things like the BRICS nations being talked about. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background of what that is. The BRICS nations were created by Goldman Sachs. And uh, they consist of Brazil, Russia, India, China, Saudi Arabia. Those were the original um, countries. They have added over 30 other nations who, uh, well, I'm not sure if they've added all 30 of them, but they, they have 30 nations that were wanting to be added or have already been added. They are trying to devalue the U.S. dollar through a CBDC. And the Biden administration launched a version of CBDC called FedNow, July 2023 of this year. So what is a CBDC? It is a government-controlled digital, digital currency that it has been created to replace cash. It is government controlled, so if you want to give money to anyone, including the church, they can stop you from doing so. Because it is government controlled, government taxes are placed on every dollar for every use. So if you wanted to pay a uh, babysitter that was coming to your house, you know, and, and you're just paying her 20 bucks, you would have to pay taxes and she would have to pay taxes on what would normally be a cash transaction. They want to tax every single dollar. The government can shut down your account with a CBDC and Canada has already used this. Um, they have a central banking digital currency already in place and 
they showed exactly what they can do with a central banking digital currency when the uh, trucking protest that was happening during the COVID-19 pandemic happened and uh, they shut down all of those truckers accounts that they could get a hold of that were part of the central banking digital currency of Canada. And that was the, how they shut, they, they stopped the protest. And the way that Canada handled that was to shut it down by freezing their accounts. So basically they just held on to their money and forced the truckers to uh, dis dismember the protest. We also have uh, Pastor Arthur Pulowski, who was found guilty of incitement um, over the border blockage in Canada uh, because he said in a sermon that they should just go protest, go and, and, and just stop trucking and actually just go pro protest, just go sit their trucks on the, on the road. And so he was found guilty of mischievous speech and is currently on house arrest and is awaiting sentencing. And I don't, still don't know, we're in October now, and I don't know if he's been sentenced yet. I haven't gotten any information on that recently. So I just want to put out there that they use the pandemic, not just in Canada, but all over the world, all, all the countries, including the United States, they use COVID-19 to put us into fear. There are rumors that they will try to remask us and lock us down again. Uh, there was rumors that they were going to try and pull this off this fall and this winter and get us shut down again just before the this next election of 2024. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. But I know that I want God to be in control of all of this. And so I want to... We're going to pray about that. We're going to pray into that, um, that, that God takes control of all of these things and um, keeps us safe from tyranny. The church is to affect the culture and not the other way around. We, the church, are to take the gates of influence that God is calling us to and disciple nations with Christ's culture and stop bringing culture into the church. We have a problem in our church, and that is that we are allowing culture to dictate what we can and cannot say and what we can and cannot do within the church, and that is sinful, it is wrong, and it is not of God. We were never meant to bring culture into the church. We were meant to take the church and Jesus Christ out into the culture and change the culture. In Matthew uh, 28, 19, it says that we are supposed to disciple nations. We are to make disciples of all nations in, in Matthew. And that was Jesus that was talking to us. So we're not supposed to bring culture into the church. We're supposed to bring the church into the culture. So let's talk a second about what the gates of influence are. I've heard other pastors talk about this, but the one that talks about it in the best way for me was Lance Walnow. 
and he talks about the seven mountains of influence or the seven gates of influence. And he talks about them as these seven places that God has, says that the church is supposed to have influence. These mountains start with the mountain of the church and then moves to the mountain of family. Then it moves to the mountain of business and moves to the mountain of education and it moves to the mountain of government and it moves to the mountain of media and news and then it moves to the mountain of entertainment and arts. And I guess it doesn't matter where they lay out, but I can tell you this, it starts with the church. The church is supposed to influence the family into righteousness. So the father is supposed to uh, bring the family to the church and they are supposed to disciple, the father disciples the family um, with righteous influence. And then the family goes out and goes into education, like the children will be in education. So they'll be raised up in, in, in a system that is public education. Well, here's the thing. If they are if they are taught and influenced by a secular public school system, they are going to go out of education and they're going to influence everything else not of God. Not in the will of God. It will they will they will be influenced. This is how this is how we got to where we are. Our school systems have basically hijacked our children for the last 50 years and they are now out in the world with Marxist ideas because the Marxist ideas were brought into the schools and now the schools are raising up Marxists and socialists and communists to go out into the American public and to do the will of Karl Marx. So the number one mountain that we need to be worrying about right now as the church is our schools because we are educating the next generation now. And if you've got children in schools, I want to encourage you strongly to get involved with your school board, to get involved with your child's education, to know what the teacher is talking to the students about because the last thing that you want is for your child to decide that they are not going to be, if they're a boy, they're not going to be a boy, they're going to be a girl because somebody told them and confused them and told them that they might be confused, that they might not be who they who God made them to be. And that's the last thing we need to be doing right now. Acts 20, 28 through 30 says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw the disciples after them. That was back in the first century. And here we are today dealing with the exact same thing. We've let wolves into the flock to tear it apart, to disciple the church into unrighteousness. But I don't want us to forget that God is faithful and he loves us 
and he wants what is best for us. And we can turn this nation back to God. We can fix what has been stolen by our complacency within the church. And I think that God wants us to do this. He wants us to turn the church back to him and thus turn the children back to him and get them out of the culture. I want to encourage you on the faithfulness of God. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So that for those that are listening, understand that to a thousand generations, if there's a thousand generations, we can turn this back because God loves us. We can, we can, we can work with him and, and, and join with his holy angels to turn this around. We really can. Another scripture that I have here is 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Psalm 33.4 says, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. Psalm 91.4 says, He will cover you with his pinions, which... I'm going to do a side note here. And the pinions of a bird are the outer flight feathers. It's what gives them lift. And the, another word that is going to be used in, later on in this, in this um, scripture is bulwark, which is a defensive wall. So I'm going to read the whole thing again, and I want you to be able to imagine the outer flight feathers, and the defensive wall that is God. So, again, Psalm 91.4 says, He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, The Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you, from the evil one. I've read these scriptures to you because I want you to understand that God is faithful. He loves us immensely. He has not forgotten us. He has not forsaken us, not for one second. And I want to remind you that the title of this sermon was Don't Be Shook. Because a lot of the prophets are talking about that there is going to be a great shaking. And if and see, I, I did this sermon in August, and here we are in October, and the House Speaker has been removed from his position. That's not by mistake. Something is going on in the atmosphere, and I'm not really sure what God is doing, but I know that he is bringing a shaking to this nation to shake the evil out. And I am standing in the Word of God to know that he is taking care of us. And I want us to remember that we have to, we, well, we have to remember that prophecy is a call to activation. So when these prophets started talking about a, a shaking, 
It is to activate us to pray into what the Lord is saying and to do what should be done in order to see that the will of God is done in the earth. So we should never hear a prophet speak and say, well, well, that's not going to happen. Or, or I'm going to wait to see if that happens. Because here's the thing. It's an activation. Real prophets of God, if they are coming and they are talking, and usually when it's something that the Lord is saying and he wants everybody to really pay attention to, he will get three or more prophets talking about the same thing at the same time and they won't you know be speaking to each other or, or even know that the other has said it it's funny because you'll hear them go well I didn't know you were talking about that at that time but I was talking about that at that time so <clears throat> you have to be attentive as the pastor it's my job to be attentive to what the prophets are saying because there are modern day prophets there's a lot of people that don't believe that there's modern day prophets but there really are they look at them and they say, oh, well, they're just, they're, they're just making stuff up. But that's not true. These are men and women of God who are watching what the Lord is doing, who the Lord has given dreams and visions and is speaking to them into the earth and telling them what he's getting ready to do to get the body of Christ activated to start praying into what God wants done. This is the whole reason why we are in the situation that we are in. Because the prophets, when they were saying that Donald Trump was going to get four more years, everybody was like, oh, well, the prophets are saying it, so it's a done deal. And so the church just basically was like, all right, it's a done deal. We're, we're, you know, just we'll go vote and it'll be okay. That's not the way that works. We are supposed to go into prayer and activate what God is saying. We speak out the word and the angels hearken to the word of God through us. Because we're repeating what God says. Now I have a few prayer points that I want to bring to your attention. God has said that he was bringing a shaking to the earth. And it would go through the rest of the 2023 year. So I want us to remember, one, to pray that the shaking... God is bringing, shakes out the evil intentions and altars of this country, in this country. The second prayer point is to pray for fair elections and hand counting of paper ballots. The third thing is to pray that the majority of the nation will refuse to comply with the fear mongering about COVID variants the fourth point is to pray against anything that is making you fearful because these things are not from God. And the fifth point is to pray the will of God for this country and your household and a return to the country's covenant roots. So I highly encourage you to read Psalm 91 what most of us did was we stood in our doorways and we prayed Psalm 91 for our households in our doorways and anointed our doorways. We did this um, at the very beginning of September. And I highly encourage you to do it in your own household because there is a shaking that is coming and we don't know what it's going to look like because God has not said what it's going to look like. He just warned us to pray into his will being done and to be willing 
to go forth and do whatever God told us to do. Right after I uh, presented this sermon in August, I actually got my county election officials' emails and I asked them to remove electronic voting machines from our election system in North Carolina. And I sent this information to as many people as I could, as I could, you know, get a hold of and told them, Hey, contact your electors because we've, we've got to change these things. We've got to have paper ballots and we have to hand count them. It can be done. They, they try and a lot of them will say, well, we can't count that many ballots in one, you know, in one sitting in one night. And that's, that's a big fat lie. They, they, they absolutely can. They do it all over the place in, in other uh, states that they have nothing but paper ballots. They don't even have the, the electronic voting uh, machines. Whenever you have something electronic, one, they can be online and two, they have memory cards that can be changed. And uh, so we have to realize that these things can be uh, manipulated. There, there was a guy that came up with software. This was back in the, in the early 2000s who came out, and I don't remember what his name is, but he came out and said that um, he created the software that it will take a vote and divide it. And so you can literally, he, he said, he said, and so what we would do is we would make sure that the voting machines always came up with a 4951 in favor of whoever we wanted to win. And thus they got the election. And so because it was such a close call, they were able to say, oh, well, it was close. So it couldn't possibly have been, have been manipulated, but when you looked at the at the actual data, you had votes that were you know maybe thirty seven percent for this candidate, and one one vote was divided by by a fraction, and that's just impossible. So he made the the and he admits that he made the software, and it's being used in all of these machines. So we need to take back our elections and actually have fair and uh, fair elections and paper ballots. So I actually, I want to encourage you to contact your electors and, and ask for paper ballots if, if, if that's something that's on your heart. Another thing that I did right after this sermon was I went to all of our area schools, all of the public schools, and I prayed for the school, I prayed for the children, I prayed for the families, I prayed for the faculty, and I, want you to know that I, even though I posted everything online, I went there alone and I had no one else with me. I couldn't believe that these parents didn't even bother to show up to pray for their kids. And I'm in an area that is rural and everybody is in a church somewhere. So I was just shocked that they didn't care enough about their schools or their kids to bother to come out and pray for them. So that was an eye-opener for me. Uh, the other point that I have on here as an, as, an, as an action point was to ask the Lord what else needs to be done and to be faithful as God is faithful to do it. I feel like we should try to meet with the Lord every day and say, Lord, what do you want 
for my area, for my city, for my town, for my family, and be faithful to do that. So I don't want anybody to be, you know, shook or scared because that's that's not what God wants. He wants you to understand he's faithful. He's making some changes in this country and he's shaking out the unrighteous. And so I, I'm taking encouragement in the fact that the Lord loves us and that he wants what is best for us and that he's going to handle all of these things. We're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we leave here today, bless all our days with your grace, guidance, and provision. Keep us safe and watch over us. We pray your sustaining presence will go with us and walk with us throughout our week and bring us safely back to your house again. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings and for all of the tithes and offerings that have been received throughout the week. Bless the ministries that we are sowing into and for the people that are being blessed by our faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.